Good morning, everyone. Turn around and give somebody a high five and say, I'm glad you're here. Then I would say, man, I'm glad I got an extra hour of sleep. Is that beautiful or what? Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for being at Fellowship. I hold in my hand a mirror, and I've got a question about a mirror. Does God ever look in a mirror? That's the question. Does God ever look in the mirror? We look in mirrors, don't we? We look at mirrors all the time. I read a study recently, it was out, I don't know, about four years ago, and it was researching the vanity of men and women. And it talked about how often men and women look at themselves in mirrors. It said that the average woman looks at herself in a mirror 16 times a day. 16 times a day, ladies. This study said the average man looks at himself in a mirror 23 times a day. When I read that, I said to myself, there's no way that's true. So I researched the research and sure enough, that's what research revealed. It went on to say, when women look at themselves, they focus on their body parts they're self-conscious of. It said when men look at themselves, it said they admire themselves, especially their arms. <laughs> Ladies, we are so self-unaware. You have no idea. Mirrors, they're everywhere. Even office buildings are made out of mirrors. We have mirrors in our homes, mirrors at the office, mirrors at school, mirrors, mirrors, mirrors. I am gonna to talk to you about a mirror because that's why we're here, a mirror. And that's right, the, the essence of why you're here and I'm on planet Earth is this thing right here. I mean, it's a metaphor, it's an illustration. We're here to mirror the glory of God. Let me say that again. We're here to, is it cold in here? I'm cold as a wedge. Maybe we could change the, anyway. We're here to, to mirror the majesty of our maker. We're here to glorify God. People are always trying to find the meaning of life. You know, we've kicked that question around for a long, long time. Why am I here? What's my reason for existing? And am I on a planet, a blue planet spinning into nowhere? Am I here just to fornicate, recreate, do deals, and die? Or is there a bigger meaning? Well, I'm here to give you the meaning of life. The meaning of life is to glorify God, is to reflect the nature and character of God. So to glorify God, and I'm calling this series Faded Glory, means to reflect God's greatness in everything I do, say, touch, and feel because God glorifies God in everything he does, says, touches, and feels. We glorify God. So if your purpose does not start with God, if my purpose does not start with the Lord, I'll never understand myself, I'll never understand life. You'll never understand yourself and you'll never understand life. 
No wonder so many people are so clueless. The prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 43, verse seven, everyone who is called by my name, who I have created for my, let's say it together, glory. The word glory is pronounced in the Hebrew. You're probably wondering, I wonder what the Hebrew word is for glory. You probably were thinking about that over your morning coffee. Well, it's pronounced kebab. It means heaviness. It means weightiness. You might hear someone say, man, that's heavy, man. That's weighty. That's what it means when we hear the term glory. Glory. God is glory. It's interesting how God unfolded the story of his glory. Throughout the pages of Scripture, we see that God is a God of glory. It is something he is. God's glory is intrinsic. It's self-generating. He doesn't have to get glory from you or me. He doesn't have to get glory from something outside himself or someone outside himself. He is glory. We might have nicknames for people. We have nicknames for celebrities, nicknames for our friends, maybe nicknames for our parents. If God had a nickname, glory, glory. Glory is who God is. So what cold is to ice, what sweet is to sugar, glory is to God. I mean, ice doesn't look for cold. Let me find some cold. Sugar doesn't look for sweet. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, let me get some sweet. It's just, it's just a part of it. God doesn't search for glory. It's who he is. So he doesn't need your glory or mine. He doesn't need fellowship's glory. He doesn't need worship songs. He doesn't need your tithe. He doesn't, some are going great. He doesn't need, he doesn't need me to serve or to preach. God is glory. I'm talking about the isness of God. You're not going to understand this. There's no way, because no human being understands what I'm talking about. No one. No one. I'm talking about the isness of God. I'm talking about the godness of God. I'm talking about the fact that God is glory. Now, we can study it. We need to know a little bit about it as much as we can, but we're not going to ever, ever, ever get it. The Bible says we're made, check this out now, to glorify God, right? To reflect him in everything we do, say, touch and feel, because God glorifies God in everything he does, says, touches and feels. So we glorify God. We have a moment in our lives, because we have a freedom of choice, to say, okay, God, I am going to give my life to you. God remakes and remolds our mirrors, because our mirrors are cracked because of sin. The Bible says... And I'm going to give you a lot of scripture here. Just write it down. Romans 3, 23 for the, what does it say? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the, 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 the sin guts the glory of God. You're a sinner, I'm a sinner. Everybody's a sin, sin, sinner. Are you following me? So we come to a point where we give our lives to Christ. Our mirrors are, are, are refinished, they're refurbished. Then we reflect the glory of God. Say, reflect with me. So we either have a choice, 
either we reflect the glory of God or deflect the glory of God. But those of us who follow Christ say, okay, I'm going to reflect the glory of God. So we live our lives. Then the Bible says we died. And the Bible also says that everybody, I'm giving you the unfolding story of God's glory. The Bible says everybody will glorify God. You mean everybody? That's right. You mean atheist? That's right. You mean hellions? That's right. Everybody's going to glorify God. Now, those of us who made the decision to glorify God, we leave this earth because we glorified him, and we have, get ready to clap, new glorified bodies. All right. And we move into glory, and heaven is a place that'll take us forever to comprehend the glory of God. But our human bodies, they would fry. We're too frail. Our bodies can't take the glory of God. That's why we have glorified bodies, and heaven is called glory. Are you with me? Are you tracking with me? All right, okay, okay, I got you. Now, those who take their mirror and never turn it to God, those who look at themselves, which we were all in that condition one day, right? Oh yeah, it's about me. Yeah, it starts with me. Those people had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to glorify God. They said no, yet when they die, those people who don't know the Lord, they'll glorify God. It'll be the last view they have of God, but they will glorify God. Then, because they made the choice, they'll go to hell for the rest of eternity. Hell is a real place. Now, why do you have fellowship, church? Is there a hell? Why are you spending, you know, $31 million in Frisco? Is there a hell? Why do we have 10 campuses and campuses in prisons and why are we on television and why are we on? Seriously, is there a hell? So if there's not a hell, if there's not a judgment, let's just sell everything and just retire and chill. What do you think? But there's a hell. And we have an opportunity to glorify God. You see, lost people cannot see God, but they can see God's glory reflected in your life and mine. God's glory, I want you to notice this. I'll say it again, it's intrinsic. It's who he is. It doesn't give out. God doesn't have a beginning or ending. He doesn't need it from somewhere else. His glory is also independent. I mean, the glory that we might see in a person here is just something that's derived. Are you following with, with, with me again? Just nod your head again. Give me the white man overbite, the white people here. That's about all we got, okay. So, what was I just saying? I was, I was saying something important. I've done this, so what was I talking about? Intrinsic, oh yeah, yeah. It's intrinsic, it's independent. And the independent nature is, 
everything, every bit of glory that we have comes from outside of ourselves. In other words, it's, it's something that we obtain. The glory of God, he just contains glory. I mean, no one poured it into his life. He just is glory. Now, I gotta, I gotta brag. I gotta brag. One time I was uh, sitting in the parking lot, I hear cell phone, boom. I'm like, what number's that? You know, what is that? Answer it. This lady goes, hi, are you at Young Pastor Fellowship Church? I go, yeah. She goes, I represent Bono from U2 and he would like to have coffee with you Thursday at four o'clock. Somebody help me out. Bono, I'm not making this up. That's all you got? Bono! He's my favorite rock and roll singer. I was freaking out. I'm going, there's no way Bono wants to have coffee with me. She goes, with you and just a couple of people. I said, how many people? She goes, like three. I go, let me check my calendar. Yes, I'll be there. So I showed up. Hashtag humbled, hashtag blessed. The blessed life, favor of God. I'll come back to that in a second. I'm telling you, man, I gave Bono glory because Bono is like, in my opinion, the best. He's Bono, billionaire Bono. In the name of love. Is that pretty good? Bono's a short little guy. And I was right there next to him, a few people sipping strong coffee for an hour and a half. And I'll never forget this. I'm a very detailed person. He had all this dirt under his fingernails. Got kind of nasal hair. I'm like, man, brother, come on. But anyway, it's Bono. Who cares about that, you know? What more in the name of love? So I was thinking to myself, man, you are the man, Bono. All of his talent, though, one day will go back in the box. I mean, he just has, I just glorify him. We'll glorify someone like Bono for just a couple of little areas. He's not totally full of glory, but just he can sing and, you know, he can lead and all that, right? That's about it. But one day, his voice is going to fail. One day, he'll get wrinkled. One day, his hair transplants will fall out, and he will go to the box and his glory will go in the box with him. Beauty fades. Talent fades. Man, that guy was so fast. You wouldn't believe how fast he's slow as dirt now, man. Faded glory. Let's just be honest here. You know, you know I'm talking to you. You know this is right. It's from the Bible, man. God's a God of glory. And I got to ask you, are you glorifying God? I mean, when you wake up, are you reflecting the net effect of his nature? Are you reflecting his actions and activities and attributes by the way you look at that girl, by the way you conduct yourself in business, by your language, by the way you treat your spouse, by the, by the way you parent your kid. Everything we do should be glory. We're have a, we have a glorifier in us, and we have an opportunity to reflect the glory of God. The book of Genesis, the Bible says we're made in the image of God. 
We're not animals. We're not spawning salmon. We're not dogs in heat. They might tell you that in biology class, but that's not true. We're the crown of God's creation. We're unique. We're one of a kind. We're made in the likeness of God. We're made for the glory of God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says this. Then God said, let us, us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one, one in three, the Trinity. And we are trinities, body, soul, and spirit. That's a whole nother message. Let us make man in our what? In our what? Image. There, there's the image again, according to our likeness. So we reflect, bounce off, bounce back to God, the majesty of his being. And Adam and Eve did that perfectly. We have a freedom of choice. They dropped the ball. The mirror was marred. And again, as I said earlier, they gutted the glory of God. They had a chance, but they blew it. God, though, here's how glorious God is. So God's glory is intrinsic. It's not like Bono, maybe like, okay, I can glorify him in one or two areas. It's not obtained from something outside of him. It's contained. It's who he is. So it's intrinsic. He doesn't need your glory or mine. It's intrinsic. It's also independent. It's the isness of God, the godness of God, and it's invitational. God loves you and me so much. He wants us to reflect the brilliant blaze of his being and his attributes. But let me say something that's gonna mess you up right now. The chief quality of God is not love. Hello. You might have been taught that. If you've taught that, that's not Bible. Oh, there's a lot of churches around here. Oh, God's a God of love. He is, but that's not the first thing about him. Love does not define God. God defines love. God is glory. And he has many, 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 many attributes. One, of course, being grace and being love, but that's not his chief attribute. We're gonna find out his chief attribute is holiness. And we don't hear a lot of preaching or teaching about holiness. Oh, I'm gonna talk about grace and mercy and favor and the blessed life. Well, Adam and Eve messed up, what did God do? Because God loves the world so much, he started revealing his glory. Exodus chapter 3, 13 and 15. They'll put it behind me on view a verse. You can read it while I tell you the whole deal. Basically, Mo was having a conversation with God. And Mo, I'm talking about Moses, Moses' nickname. Mo goes, I'm, okay, I, I'm, and he stuttered. <laughs> and, and, and it shows you, even though you can be inadequate, we're all inadequate, God can use you and wants to use you no matter who you are, where you are, no matter what your deficiencies, God will use you and wants to use you. So Moses was like, all right, I go to all these people. I talk to Pharaoh. What do I say, God? I say like, I mean, who, who, who's sending me? I mean, what's your name? What's your name? Say my name, say my name. It's not what's your name. 
I got that right in every other service. Say my name, say my name. I got it right. Right? I can't believe, I can't believe I blew that song. That's pathetic. But see, I've spoken so much, yeah, I can get words mixed up in this service. So Exodus 3 says this whole deal about, about God. But I want you to notice something real quick. What I want you to understand is God is substituting his nature for his name. This is interesting. Moses goes, what's your name? And you would think he would say, the Lord, Yahweh, which he says later. You know what he says? I am. That I am. I mean, I am. Tell them I am sent you. So he's talking about the nature and his character because he wanted Moses to know, hey, Moses, I exist. I want you to be energized. I want you to be blown away because I exist. The isness of God, the godness of God. So he's revealing himself. So you see his nature and his name. And you're gonna to see too how it's tied in to glory. Because from there, the glory cloud, as it guided the Israelites, God's people, you see and you know that the reason you have the whole exodus is for the glory, the Bible says, of the name of God. That's, that's the reason. You have God coming down into the tabernacle, God coming down into the temple, and then ultimately, the full manifestation of God in the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ has so much glory in him on the Mount of Transfiguration, John chapter 17. You've got Moses there, Mo's back, and Mo represents the law. You've got Elijah, Elijah represents the prophets, and you got Jesus and the glory. So the more I walk with Jesus, the more I'm gonna have glory. I have a glorifier in my life, and I'm made to mirror the majesty of my maker, to, to reveal, to reflect, not deflect, to reflect the nature and the character of God. Does that make sense? I mean, all you gotta do is go outside, and you're gonna see the glory of God. People are like, man, I wish I could see the glory of God. Well, just open your eyes. But, as I said earlier, if you're a believer, non-believers have an opportunity to see the glory of God in your life, in your mirror, as you reflect who God is. What kind of God are they seeing? I mean, are they really seeing the real deal? That's a very, very, very convicting question. The psalmist says in Psalm 29, verses one through two, honor the Lord, you heavenly beings. Honor the Lord for his glory and strength. Honor the Lord for the glory of his name. There we go, the name of God, glory. It means weighty, it means heavy. The glory of God is just his, his name the essence of who he is. And it says, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. So the glory of God, the glory of God, the glory of God, the glory of God. So the unfolding story of the glory of God is in the book of Genesis, 
Everything was working well. They were glorifying God. They dropped the ball. They gutted the glory of God. Then you have God revealing himself to Mo and the children of Israel. And you have situations like, like, like Moses asking to see the glory of God. And God's like, hey, you can't see the glory of God, but I will show you the backside of my glory. He saw that. And the people wanted to know, are, are you really hearing from God? God came down the glory of God in a big cloud. So the glory of God, the glory of God, the glory of God, the glory of God. And then you have the full manifestation of the glory of God in the person of Jesus. He goes back though, to this right here, the mirror. Let me, let me talk to believers. If you're a Christ follower, what kind of reflection are you giving people right now? Could your mirror be cracked because of anger? Because of temper? Because of freaky feelings? Are they seeing a cracked mirror? Is your mirror foggy because of lust and sexual immorality? So you're saying you're following the Lord and living the life, but you're sleeping with someone outside the marriage bed. Well, that math doesn't work. How about maybe your mirror is all bedazzled and it's all decorated, you know, because you think it's about fame and fortune and success. And I, I don't know about you, but I like a BLT. You, do you like a BLT sandwich? Anybody? I might have one for lunch. I love those things. They're not the healthiest thing, but anybody here on keto? God bless you. Anyone else? <laughs> Any other diets we're on? Anybody? A diet, keto, what else is there? Paleo? Paleo, paleo, let's hear it for paleo. Intermittent fasting. Eat anything you want. That's me. Amen. Yes. Now, here's what the Bible says. Let me, let me, let me, okay, you know what the Bible says? Check this out. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. See, I had a reason for going crazy on you for a second. Whatever you do. And this whole verse says, whatever you drink and eat, do it all for the? Let's clap on that. That was good. That was good. So I like BLTs, and a lot of us only worship God. I've done this before. We only want to give God glory if he's blessing us. Oh, the blessed life. Really? The blessed life? That's it? You've got to be kidding me. The blessed life, that's not, I mean, blessings. The other day I was running in my neighborhood, and, and, and the speed limit is 30 on this road, and I'm running down the road, I usually run like five minute miles. As then I'm running, <laughs> this expensive SUV is flying. I mean, like right toward me. And I'm thinking, what's this car doing? And I look and I said to myself, oh no, it was a woman in an SUV. Now, I love women, but this was the quintessential Texas woman, bleach blonde hair. She was flying and this, who knows how expensive this SUV was. And as I looked, in a nanosecond, she was like, <laughs> she hadn't seen me yet. So I'm thinking to myself, man, I got a choice to make. So I jumped into the ditch, and I glanced, and on her license plate, it said, 
blessed. You know, she is, I guess. She has a really nice car. And sometimes I've glorified God. Okay, God, I'm blessed, and, and you've taken care of me or given me this, or I've made this amount of money on something, or blah, 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 blah. The blessed life, the blessed life, the blessed life. That's good. Worship God, glorify God because you're blessed. B. L. How about, God, you love me. You're all about love and grace and mercy and kindness. You love me, you love me, you love me. It's all about love. I can live like hell, but you love me. Love, love, love. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love, love, love. God, you love me. Love, love. Now, don't talk about, I don't want to hear about your judgment. I don't want to hear about your condemnation. I don't want to hear about your holiness. I don't want to hear about your glory, but... I just love you. And there's a lot of churches. It's all about love. Oh, I like that church. It's about love. Sorry, no cigar. And I like cigars. I do. I make burnt offerings regularly. <laughs> Not all the time, kids. Not all the time on special occasions, okay? For the moms. BLT. You got to take care. Take care of me. So God, if you take care of me, I mean, my mom was sick, and I prayed, Lord, and she came out of the hospital. Woo! I'm going to glorify you now. But I prayed for my mom to, 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 to be healed for three years as she suffered and she died. That's me. What do you do about that? That's not the blessed life. That's not your best life now. That's not faith. What do you do when your mom dies a hellacious death, what do you do? Oh, God loves me. Sorry, it's not enough. God blesses me. Really? That's the blessing? You're not that shallow, are you? I'm not. At the end of the hunt, God take care of me. At the end of the hunt, there's a bigger net out there called the glory of God. I don't understand it all. I don't get it all. You don't either. God, though, is going to get glory. It doesn't mean I don't pray for healing. It doesn't mean I don't pray for blessings. It doesn't mean, somebody help me. It doesn't mean I don't pray for love. It doesn't mean I don't pray that God will take care of my loved ones, but the overarching giant, massive net is the glory of God. We're made for the glory of God. So every moment of every day, there is a reason to give glory to God, to worship God, because he is. Do you understand that? I don't really. It would take us forever to really get that. But I got to leave you with one more question. Does God look in a mirror? Yeah, he does. And that mirror is you. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for your glory. I don't understand it all. I can't comprehend it all, but I just thank you that we can worship you because of it. 
It's my prayer, God, that there's someone here and you've never, ever, ever, ever turned the mirror away from you to the Lord that you make that, that turn today, that you simply say, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, I admit to you that I am a sinner, that, 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 that my mirror has been marred because of my behavior. And not only do I admit that, but I turn from that because I know I deserve condemnation. I know I deserve eternal judgment, but because of your grace and holiness and love, you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sins and rise again, and right now, right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. From this day forward, my mirror, God, supernaturally is turned toward you and your face. Others of us here, and we're all here, we've been walking with the Lord for a long time, yet along the way we've forgotten our purpose, we've forgotten about glory. Maybe our mirror is in maybe a difficult state, it's cracked, it's fogged, it's, I don't know, bedazzled, it's whatever, and it's time for us to repent, to turn from that, and just say, God, refurbish, renew, and redo my mirror. So Father, we give this time of you to you, and we thank you for your grace. Bring us back next time, as once again, we understand your glory and your majesty. In Christ's name, amen.